Hi, I'm Gilbert. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm the president of Every Nation Philippines. We're committed to plant churches, reach campuses, and bring the gospel to the nations. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. I don't know about you, but Christmas uh, is one of the favorite times of the year. Not just as a cliche for me. In yung pinaka upbringing ko talaga, I think the way I was brought up and the reverence, uh, I was taught how to revere and honor God. And, and although I did not have the full revelation of the gospel, I have bits and pieces of the elements of the gospel. Kaya talagang malit pala ako, sobrang in love na ako talaga kay Lord. Parang, wow, I... So, just imagine the impact when I un fully understood the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, when we go through uh, seasons like this, alam ko medyo, sinasabi nila, medyo mix na nga, no? What is really the, the, the reason for the season? But the fact that it has been highlighted, and dun si Jesus, even though it's commercialized, and, you know, alam ko medyo, minsan, uh, para bang sinasabi nila na si Jesus wala, but this is a perfect opportunity for us to actually, while everyone is focused on Christmas, to really bring the message and to unwrap to them the greatest gift God has given us. And that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, think through all the Christmases and all the special events, including birthdays, anniversaries in your life, and think about the greatest gift that you have ever received. Ano ba talaga yung pinakamatinding gift na nareceive mo? Something so precious. Some things are not necessarily monetarily ang value niya, pero napaka-valuable niya. You know, you put all of that together, and I'll tell you, the present that Jesus gave us, that God gave us, will far surpass anything and everything that you have ever received in your entire life. And this is why, because oftentimes because of familiarity, Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus, we wanted to unpack. Alam niyo ba today, unboxing a product is a, is a, ano na nga ba tawag doon? Yung, is a trend. It is a talagang in thing. Di ba yung mga ganun, pagpunta ka sa YouTube, talagang pinapakita kasi it builds the excitement. Unboxing lang to ah. And that is just a thing that will probably perish in the, you'll not remember it, but I'll tell you, this is more than just something that triggers excitement and joy. This is something, this present that God gave us will impact our lives forever, even beyond this lifetime, for eternity. Alam niyo man ang eternity, walang measure. The only way we can describe it is to infinity and beyond. Diba? Talagang forever and ever and ever. Walang hangganan. So it is, if you are a wise, sane, thinking person, the wisest choice you'll ever make is to make Jesus Lord and Savior of your lives. Kaya ta, natin i-unpack itong message na to today. And so, uh, today we are going to look at uh, Jesus as Logos. We are going to examine how is Logos, being the Word of God, unwrapped as a present to us? Paano ba naging present? Paano ba master yung magiging excited ako na masabi ko, wow, hindi pala ng gift na to. Yan po yung gagawin natin. I-unwrap po natin yan para maintindihan natin ang impact ng Logos 
sa iyo at sa akin. Of course, next week we'll look at the Lamb of God where we look at Jesus as the Redeemer and of course the Son of Man as the only Savior and the Messiah as the only one that can give us life. He is our true hope and deliverer. So exciting itong next four weeks. Now, I want us all to just stand on our feet as we give reverence to the reading of the Word. If I may just read it from here. It's quite lengthy, but let's just imagine a uh, family time where we are reading and reflecting on the importance of the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gave light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. As we reflect on this uh, very important topic of, of Jesus being Logos, how exactly, what, what exactly do we mean when we say Jesus is Logos? Logos is a Greek word for really the word. In John chapter 1 verse 1, when it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, fast forward, it says, and the Word became flesh. So all of these, if you look at the Greek translation of this word, word, in John 1.1 and 1.14, it, in Greek, it means logos. God, because logos was God, and the Word became flesh, the manifestation of God is Jesus Christ. The Word became flesh. When we say Jesus is Logos, he is, Jesus is the revelation 
of God to us in the world. Now, that seems commonplace to you now. Everybody knows, but I want us to look deeper and dig deeper into why, how exactly has this impacted our lives? Why should we be excited with the fact that God became man through Jesus Christ? So the word logos is used some 330 times in the Greek New Testament alone. And it symbolizes or it is symbolic of the nature and the role of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the incarnate logos. We would never have known the Father except that he became man. Otherwise, God would have been a mystery. He would have been something that we can just try to imagine. But because he became man, he ate our food. He lived our lives. And you know, the amazing fact about Jesus is that he, he could have come in a, in a more affluent background, but he identified with probably the majority of where the people are. Kaya ramdam na ramdam po natin yung im, talagang pagmamahal ni God sa atin by sending His Son, Jesus Christ. And so unwrapping the present is really a celebration not just of the birth of Jesus, but we are really celebrating the mystery of this phrase called incarnation. That is the theological term where God took on human flesh. In the person of Christ. Si Jesus hindi lang pinanganak yan 2,000 years ago. As we will see later, even at creation, Jesus was already present as part of the text that we read. But what is really, really amazing is that God made His dwelling among us in the person of Jesus Somebody said this about the incarnation. The incarnation reveals the generosity of God. This is, the Bible says, For God so loved the world, He gave Jesus. The greatest gift, the greatest present is no other than the person of Christ. Without Christ, if I may delve a little bit just to refresh our memory, on the goodness of Christ. Without Him, we would not all be here. We would all be condemned to death. He gave us life. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. The only way for us to go to the Father is through Jesus. There are many religions today that deny the deity or the Godhead of Jesus. If you deny that, you can never know God. You can never, it doesn't matter how much you try to worship God, there is no way you could even understand or reveal who this God apart from Jesus Christ. He manifests the love of God. You know, minsan, ito yung problema natin, no? Kung saan-saan pa tayo pumupuntang direction. In our, in our intent to make right with God, sino ba nagsabing na mahal niya tayo? Hindi naman sinabi kung ano-anong tao. Sinabi doon, for God so loved. Sino nagmahal talaga sa atin? So bakit pa tayo kailangan pumunta sa iba? Dahil medyo hindi ganun kalabing yung father. Stricto siya. He is the one who manifests. The Bible says, if you, if you 
if you do not know love, uh, you do not know God if you don't know love because God is love. He is the manifest expression of love for God so loved the world. It also highlights the faithfulness of God. It shows us the humility of God. I mentioned it this morning. Can you imagine if there was a strategic planning in heaven how to exactly roll out this redemption plan? He could have sent Jesus Men with all the securities of life, security guards or soldiers watching over him, maybe in a safe village. But you know, they got him totally exposed to all the dangers. Herod wanted to kill him, di ba? Nung nagkaroon ng census, imagine yung travel nila, Joseph and Mary from Egypt back to their village. Grabe, bunti si Mary. Can you imagine? And Jesus being born in a manger. Jesus Christ came to, at our lowest level, to identify with the lowliest of people. It points to the sympathy of God, brings us the presence of God, and displays the power of God. So how exactly is this Logos, by unwrapping Logos, becomes a present to us? Well, one way, Logos could become present to us. Is that Logos, who was God, became flesh and dwelt among us. This is probably the, one of the most powerful mysteries of the incarnation. Now, I want you to see the significance. In times past, when you think of God, he, you think of God as holy. He still is holy, awesome, sometimes unapproachable. Just imagine, this is the prevailing mentality. No one can see God and live. God is much too holy for man to be seen by man. And yet, the idea of God becoming flesh, to dwell among men, sinful men, is mind-blowing. He lived the life we should have lived. He showed us the example. He interacted with people. Hindi siya shielded. He touched the leper. He healed the lame. He healed the blind. He fed the 5,000. He cast out demons. To show us what it means to have a relationship with God so that you and I, now being filled with the Spirit of God, can do exactly what Jesus has done. He modeled to us a relationship. I don't know about you guys, but... Because of Jesus, ang nearness natin kay God sobra. Kaya nga we can use the word intimate relationship with God. Yes, God is holy. Pero because Jesus revealed Him to us. And Jesus is not just one who points us. He lives in our hearts. Therefore, we can have this intimate relationship with Jesus as well. Yan yung power ng Revelation and incarnation. Jesus came as God in human flesh. He is God incarnate. That's why we call him Emmanuel, God with us. He revealed God to us. Jesus is God revealed. That's another way of saying it. We see God actively involved in our lives. Jesus not only wanted us, wanted to know us. Do you believe that? You are created in the image of God. Your value each one of you in this room has nothing to do with your level of spirituality. No much, even though that is so important, no, much, no, no matter how much you try, 
or your economic status, your educational background, or how influential you are. None of those matter. You are created in the image of God. Therefore, you are important and valuable to God, period. The same blood that redeemed your pastors is the very same blood that redeemed you. And when you became a believer, God gave you the Holy Spirit as a deposit to guarantee redemption. You belong to God. Amen? That's why your value is, you are so valuable in the eyes of God. And He wants us, all of us here in this room to know Him. You have the full capacity because the Holy Spirit is now your teacher. He will teach you things about God. Jesus, this is important for us. This is a little bit theological, but I think it's still important for us to delve into this, to fully understand that Jesus is God himself. Because if we do not establish the deity or the Godhead of Jesus Christ, we would see Jesus as just like another one of the religious leaders. But he's not. He is the Son of God. He is the, in the Godhead of the Trinity, co-equal with the Holy Spirit, with God Himself. Verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus in the flesh is the very expression of God. That's why when He in, interacted with the, the disciples, Sabi nila, Jesus, you've been talking about Father, the Father, the Father all the time. Can you please... Show us or tell us about the Father and what, how did Jesus respond? He said, I've been with you all this time. You've been asking who the Father is. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father because I and my Father are one. Then verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now verse 2 says, Jesus was in the beginning with God. This speaks of Jesus' pre-existence with God. Jesus, in other words, Jesus was right there from the very beginning. He was not just a created being. He is in the Godhead, which means even before creation, He existed. few scriptures, John 8, 58. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, the word I am is a very sacred word. So speaking that to the Jews will not only blow you away, but to predate yourself before Abraham when you were born, physically born, 200, uh, several hundred years before, that's just mind-boggling. But that is a very radical claim. Colossians 1.17, He is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. And I believe Hebrews 1.3 captures the very essence. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. Remember, John 1.1 both started with the phrase, in the beginning. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In John chapter 1, I mean that's Genesis 1.1, John 1.1, in the beginning was the word. The world was created by the spoken word. That word, if you look at that in Hebrews 1.3, is rhema. What is the difference between Logos and Rhema? They are both the Word of God, but Logos is the written Word, the written revelation of God, and nothing is to be added or subtracted. 
But the spoken word is the rhema word. What I'm doing now is I'm preaching to you. I'm declaring. I'm speaking the word. There is life and power when you declare the word of God. Amen? Amen. You know, we just had that long series about, uh, about the word, the importance of the word. Praying the word, speaking the word. There is so much power. Life and death is in the word. Especially standing on the promises of God. Now, let me just walk you through further on the deity of Jesus. Colossians 2.9 For in him the whole fullness of the deity, of deity, the Godhead, dwells bodily. Contemporary version of that verse says, God lives fully in Christ. John 5.18 why was Jesus crucified? For the very reason that he claimed to be God. It says, this is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, which is one of the most sacred rituals or practices, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. There was no misunderstanding in the first century that Jesus claimed to be who he is. God in the flesh. Revelation 1.17 says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet. This is John, the, the beloved, uh, writing this. It said, But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Listen, this, look at the description. First and the last. And he said, The living one, I died. So that would only refer to Jesus. I died and behold, I'm alive forever. Because we have no record of God dying, God the Father. It was Jesus who died for our redemption and said, I hold, I have the keys of death and Hades. Again, one of the powerful good news of incarnation. If Jesus did not incarnate, he could not have redeemed us. Because only by the shedding of blood can redemption happen. But that would be for next week. Okay. Revelation 22, 13. Now listen carefully. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Whose claim was this? Usually it alludes to God, especially of the Old Testament, correct? But then look at this. The first and the last. That's exactly the same title Jesus claimed when he said, I'm dead. Behold, I'm dead and I'm alive. So Alpha, Omega, the first and the last, beginning and the end, a title that clearly alludes to both God and to Jesus. The second way by which this gift can be, this logos can be unwrapped to us as a present, as a gift, is that Jesus brought life and light to our lives. Four, verse 4 and 5 says, In Him was life, the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Greek word for life is zoe. You know, we have a TV station called Zoe TV. Because that's owned by, I think, G Jesus is Lord. It meant life. In John alone, in the book, uh, the Gospel of John alone, life occurred 36 times, 11 of which in conjunction to eternal logos, eternal word. It refers to the divine, eternal life that comes from Jesus, who is life himself. You know, when the word was preached to you the first time in the gospel, that's why sometimes it makes you wonder. We were just talking with Pastor Irwin earlier when he was counseling a couple. Sometimes, you know, you're supposed to counsel, counsel them marriage issues, but sometimes the Lord would lead us to jump right into the gospel 
that really maybe has nothing to do with their problem because sometimes that addresses the very root issue. When you're just trying to fix a marriage problem, while you are trying to bring them to the completion of whatever fixing of a marriage, you're maybe, your counseling may be bringing them close, but it's ultimately Jesus. Only a changed heart, a miracle of a changed heart can really solve problems, can heal deep wounds, can forgive hurts. Amen? That's the power of the gospel. So it's the word of life that comes into you when you hear the word of life, the gospel. That is what changes your life. That's why the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he becomes a new creature. It's the word that sanctifies us, the logos. Yes, Jesus gives physical life to all, but Jesus gives far more than physical life. He gives us eternal life. And that applies also to people that are sick sometimes. Someone is sick. Somebody called us. Can you pray for my grandma? Can you pray for my sister? Can you pray for my uncle? He's in critical condition. So we are in a dilemma, we pastors. Because on the one hand, we want to jump at the gospel because we, want, we know physical life, even though God does a miracle, like Lazarus being raised from the dead, we don't really know how long they live again. But if they have Christ, even if one week later, it's tragic, they passed away, they will live forever with Jesus. Kaya we value physical life. We want to spend millions to get somebody healed. But remember, the most important is a person's spiritual life. And the real medicine is simply the gospel that can transform them for the rest of their lives. Jesus wants to give eternal life. But verse 5 says, Darkness has not overcome the light. This speaks of the clash between light and darkness, but light was predestined to triumph. When you turn on the light in the darkness, they cannot coexist. Light had to flee. Following the logos, Jesus, the true light, you will be able to overcome any challenges, any obstacle, any devil, any sickness, any problem that you will encounter in life because Jesus will light the way for you. How Jesus brought life to us, Galatians 4.4, 4, when the fullness of time had come, God sent for the Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. You know, if you're in trouble and somebody came to you and bailed you out of the problem, you shook hands, you say, thank you, I'm so grateful, I'll never forget you, thank you, but you're left alone. Jesus did not just come to relieve you of a problem and left you alone. He adopted you. He wants to know you and he wants you to know him. He wants to have a relationship with you. Imagine, I don't know how many we are here. Our greatest dream and desire, not one of you will be left out here. All of you will be going to heaven. We will all rejoice in eternity with Jesus because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen? Walang sinabi kung million-million investment mo, mayama ka, malaki bahay mo, malit bahay mo, it doesn't matter. Man, we will all receive the greatest inheritance of all, and that is eternal life with Jesus forever. Can you imagine how many more people needed to hear this? Needed this gift to be unwrapped so that they too can receive adoption as sons and daughters of God. First Timothy 1.15, the saying is trustworthy, deserving of full acceptance that Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. If you feel like, oh, I don't know if I should go, I'm not really ready, I feel unworthy. Well, I wanted you to know Christianity is for you. Jesus Christ came for the hopeless, helpless, terrible, wicked, evil. 
He came for the worst. Amen? Does that make you feel a little bit good? He did not come for the righteous. You see, that is what offends Christ. That they think they don't need Christ because they're kind of okay. We all desperately need Jesus. Hebrews 9.22, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Which is also one of the reasons why the incarnation. Why did God become flesh? No angel, no goats, no bull can ever bring redemption. It can only bring a temporary covering that we have to do again and again every time we sin. But once for all, Jesus was, became the perfect sacrifice that once for all redeemed us from all our sins, past, present, and future. And there's this interesting verse that came in the middle. There was this man sent from God whose name was John. We know that's John the Baptist. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light all might believe through him. I love the word all. Do you have the faith to believe that when you testify for Christ, in the early days, I got so excited with the gospel. Now, this may not apply to everyone, but I thought, Sira ulo na talaga yung tao hindi magtanggap kay Jesus eh. Klaro-klaro yung gospel. Parang, parang kang tumama sa sweepstakes. Walang sinabi yung loto. Bakit hindi ka tatanggap? Diba? Ang pera mawawala yan eh. But you will have Jesus for the rest of your life. Wow! So, all might believe. This is God's desire that none should perish, but everyone to come to repent. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. There's something we could learn from John. He said, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light. This is crucial for us to understand. John the Baptist was a witness sent by God to testify that Jesus was this light, the Messiah, the Deliverer, the Hope, the Christ, the Son of God. A herald is supposed to go ahead to announce the coming of a king. So sometimes in our excitement to move in the gifts of the Spirit, to prophesy because the gift is without repentance, and we people are blessed, and we feel good about it, and you lay hands on sick, and people get well. Be very careful that all of these points to Jesus, not to you. The goal, so no matter how much God is using you, don't ever let it get into your head. We are the messenger that prepares for the king. Amen? Our desire is to move people closer to the king. What a perfect opportunity. Christmas na naman. Kainan na naman. Yes, punta kayo sa party, kain kayo, fellowship, reunion. Pero, friends, every time you encounter, let your spiritual antenna be up. Move people. Alam mo sa miss- missiology, meron kami itong concept na tinatawag namin na angel scale. <laughs> no? One to ten. Pag malapit ka na sa one, pababa, halos tula ka na lang, masasave ka na, maboborn again ka na. Pero may mga iba na sa seven, medyo matigas. Worst, yung medyo nasa 10, talagang oppose. Ito yung mga born against. Okay? So, ang gagawin nyo, every time you encounter somebody, hindi ka agad yan mag-jump sa zero. Huwag niyo expect Matigas yan eh. But every time you show kindness, 
You saw a prayer. You prayed for them when they had a problem. You were extend a gift. You extend a love. Nagkape-kape ka lang. Nakikibike-bike ka lang. Nakikibasketball ka. Pero pagkatapos, pwede ba tayo mag-pray? Ganyan. You are bringing the baka yung 10 naging 7. Next time, naging 5 na lang. Malapit na. The next thing you know, God divinely sets up things. Then He'll come to you and call, bro. Share mo nga sa akin. Talabok, tinay ko na lahat. Wala talaga then there's an opportunity for you to share the love of Jesus. Now, some of you that are gifted, it could be that from eight, they'll jump to zero. God can do that. Nothing's impossible with God. But for many of us, it's sowing that seed. That is what a herald does for us. So there's something valuable when we are called to witness. John the Baptist went ahead of Jesus to proclaim, to prepare the way for Jesus our King. Unfortunately, here's a sad reality. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, his own people did not receive him. Here is the sober reality that we all need to brace ourselves. It's not hopeless, but do not be naive that this is also a spiritual battle because Satan blinds the minds of the unbelieving that they cannot see the light of the gospel. John 3, 19, And this is the judgment that light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out by God. Before I share that point, sorry. This is the reality we face. But here's what I love about majority of where the Filipinos are. Majority of the Filipinos are actually God-fearers. Salamat talaga, Lord, sa foundation na kahit na kulang yung full picture ng gospel, para bang si Cornelius sa Bible. Yun yung pinaka-best picture ko eh. Cornelius is a God-fearer. He prays. He, he give alms to the poor. Dami niya Ang ganda ng puso niya. Pero kailangan pa ipadala si Peter. Kailangan pa ipadala si Ananias. Maring ikaw yung ipapadala ni Lord to complete the picture of the gospel. Because their hearts is predisposed. Parang ako, malita ako talagang, parang I'm trying to reach out to God but no one really showed me the gospel. May mga tao hungry and ready. So all of life really boils down to two choices. Light or darkness, life or death, narrow road that leads to eternal life, or broad road, popular road, famous road, the in-thing road, but it leads to death and destruction. Third, Jesus gave us, the op- which leads us now to the good news, that Jesus gave us the opportunity to become children of God. Because in John 1, 12, but all, to all who did receive Him, there's a sad reality. There's a sad reality. But there's also the good news. But to those who receive, He gave the right to become children of God. Born, not of blood or a will of flesh or will of man, but of God. In other words, my divine influence then. Hindi lang to sari, pang sarili mo lang. God is also working to reach out to you. This is why there's Pentecost. This is why God's poured out His Spirit. Hindi lang to empower the witness, but to all flesh, so that no one will be beyond the reach of the grace of the gospel. But this is both a privilege and a responsibility. It speaks of new life and identity with God, 
And God made it possible by, this, by His Holy Spirit, not through natural means, but we're also called to share this. Not just to keep the gift to ourselves, but to unwrap it to other people as well. To tell them also about this great and awesome news. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen His glory. The glory as of the one, of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Whose glory was this? The glory of the eternal Logos. God is exalting His Son, Jesus. God became man, but He did not cease to be God. He is completely human, but also completely divine at the same time. Because of that, He's able to bring heaven and earth together. He became our perfect teacher, our perfect model, our perfect sacrifice as well. Before Christ, people could know God partially. After Christ, people could know God fully. Do you believe that? Remember, you have the Holy Spirit and you have the Bible, your Bible. Plus your small group, plus your church, plus your powerful anointed preachers. God became visible and tangible in Jesus. He became the perfect expression of God in human form. I like to close with this one final thought. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace upon grace. For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. God could have come as a judge or executioner. But He came to reveal the grace of God. If He did not, we would all have been guilty and deserving nothing but death. That's why Ephesians says, For it is by grace you are saved through faith. This is not sentimental grace. This is not, but this is instead a righteous, God-fearing, and costly grace. Hindi po to cheap because it cost Jesus' life that led him to the cross. But that will be the topic for next week. The cross is where the fullness of grace was demonstrated fully. Forgiveness, redemption, and salvation. I'd just like to close with this one last final uh, conclusion. Verse 18, no one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. Mga kapatid, kahit ano ang grabing teaching, pag ito ang kinikilalang si God the Father, pero hindi dumadaan sa anak, remember, He is the way to the Father. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Beware. Beware. It, even though they are intense preacher, in fact, nagiging weird yung lahat ng mga preachers na ganun ang paniniwala, in the end, Nagiging weird. You know why? Those are people who have no accountability. They no, don't think like a team. They don't think this way. Nagiging weird. No human being have seen the essence or felt the essence of God. Men of old may experience theophanies, special appearances of God in various but no one saw the essential being of God. Only the Son who is Himself God can communicate His glory to us. The Son is near to the Father's heart. This is the Son who has told us about God. Jesus is God revealed. He came to earth and lived among people to show us who God is, to explain who God is to us with His Word and by His person. Amen? Amen. Father God, thank You so much for allowing us to have this important glimpse, Lord God. This is but one multifaceted expression of your gift by giving us the word that became flesh. Lord God, Jesus, the Godhead, took on human flesh 
to live among us, to reveal the Father to us. Thank you, Lord, that we could be near to you, that we could touch you, we could see you, we could feel you. You walk the earth, you touch people, you touch our lives through the presence of your Holy Spirit. That's why, Lord, you are not far from us. You are not in some galactic space somewhere, Lord. You are with us. We can walk with you. Like Enoch, like David, like Joseph, like the great men of all, we could walk with you and really have an intimate relationship with you. I pray that, Lord God, for everyone in this room, that your presence will abide, that we would be aware, more aware of your presence every moment of our lives. That we don't just turn you off and then just have a separate lives, but we are fully conscious 24-7 in our waking moments, Lord God. We know you are there. We could call on you. We could walk with you. We could fellowship. We could worship you with our lives. Bless this church, Lord God, especially in this Christmas season. Pray for divine open doors, for people to touch lives. Lord God, to be able to have the opportunity to move people closer to Jesus. Maybe some, they will have the opportunity to bring them to Christ themselves. The Logos, the Word manifest in our lives. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Everyone say, Amen, Amen. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us, discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.